welcome to our first weekly Alpha Architect Research Recap, uh, brought to you live from Alpha Architect Headquarters. So every week we're going to be recapping a blog post or some of the research that we've done on our website. So today I'm actually going to be interviewing Ryan about a, a blog post he wrote this week titled, Smart Beta is Officially Dead, But Not Forgotten. So Ryan, uh, this week you wrote about Smart Beta and began the article asking others in the industry how they would define it. So what were some of the responses you received? Yeah, so this, this was like, this was a, a big point of it was that I kind of asked all the smartest people I knew on, on Twitter, what, what is Smart Beta to you? And I got back answers that were um, Smart Beta is a marketing term, which was right. And I got back... Um, answers like serious answers that about what smart beta was and they were also right um i got comical answers um and then i also got the answer uh from cory hofstein i said i said to cory i said cory uh reached out to him on twitter and i said cory what, what what's smart beta to you and cory's response was pretty great because it, it was where this is all headed uh, he said, smart beta definition, Jiminy Crickets. <laughs> so that's, uh, and that, so that, that's kind of the, the issue with, with smart beta. All right. And so you know, just digging into your background a little bit, can you kind of tell us like how and why smart beta became such a popular term in the industry? Yeah. So, so smart beta, um, well, I guess to take even a step back further. So when ETFs were started, Every single ETF, just about, was uh, market cap weighted. So, so if you launched an ETF, you launched a market cap weighted ETF. And the idea was that they were these low cost, tax efficient products, um, pretty different from what was out there in, in terms of mutual fund or hedge fund space. Um, eventually, then it, ETFs evolved to where um, they started to do other things besides market cap weighting. The the problem with that history though was that in like 2011 if you talk to a financial advisor they were gonna uh if you talk to a financial advisor and you said uh i have an etf they would then go oh, okay so you're you're low cost your market cap weight so the history of smart beta it started because we needed a way in the industry to differentiate to, just like to mentally break that in people's heads you can do other things besides low cap, market cap weighted in ETFs. Gotcha. So, I mean, if smart beta was kind of helpful at first in that it basically helped advisors understand that ETFs can do other things, you know, like where would you say it went wrong and why do you deem it the term dead? Yeah. So, so there was like Barry, Barry Ritholtz had a great interview with, uh, Rob Arnott, and Rob Arnott, for those of you who don't know, um, I'm sure everybody does, but but he's he's the godfather of smart beta, right? So he invented these these RAFI indexes that the general idea behind them, right? And I'm oversimplifying, don't kill me, uh, but but it was uh, just simply let let's break price from the equation of weighting a portfolio of stocks against a benchmark. Um, so he created these indexes broke price right so market capitalization is price times number of shares outstanding so he decided to let, let's break price because the issue was uh if you're a smart beta believer the issue is that 
as the price of a stock goes up and it becomes more expensive, if you include price in the equation, um, the more expensive a stock becomes, the more higher the price goes, the more of that you own with market cap weighting. So let's, uh, Rob Arnott said, let's break that. Let's just not necessarily own more as the price of the stock goes up. Um, so, so that was great, right? And that was Rob Arnott's initial vision. Um, but Rob Arnott, getting back to it, in Barry Ritholtz's interview um, in the Masters in Business uh, podcast, he said, um, smart beta has become meaningless. And, and, and the reason it's become meaningless is that the reason that, that we started with in this paper is that uh, everybody has their own definition. And if there is no one unified definition, then, it, then, it's, then it, it's worthless, right? So investors are now smart enough that they can, they, they understand that ETFs do other things besides market cap weighted. So there's no need to like use this, this term to break that mindset between market cap weighted and not market cap weighted. Um, so, so just tell investors what you do. If you, if you do value investing and you equal weight, Tell them we do value investing and we equal weight. If, if you do momentum investing and you equal weight, tell them we do momentum investing and you equal weight. If you do low volatility weight, tell them you do low volatility weight. How many stocks do you own? Tell them how many stocks you own, right? Like we can all understand that now. And, th and that's driven by the power of the internet. The internet now enables investors for the first time ever. There's no more black boxes that, that the fund managers have. We can now go out there and we can, if a fund manager tells us something, we can figure out if they actually do that or not, right? With ETFs in particular. Um, but so we, we don't need to like create these opaque terms anymore. Let's just tell investors what, what we're doing. Yeah. And so then kind of, would you even say, or what, what term would you prefer that people use? Yeah. The, the term, <laughs> the term I want people to use is, I, I just want you to say like, what, what do you actually do? Um, if, if you do, like I said, yeah, if, if you, if you equal weight your portfolio, say that if you, if you weight it by yields, dividends, right. Say you weight by dividends. Um, because that is actually much less opaque, much clearer, um, than, than this like hazy smart beta term that no expert in the industry now is able to decide on, on a true definition for And how would you, even attempt them to differentiate the thousands of value ETFs. Yeah, well, so, yeah, that, how, how do you attempt to differentiate the thousands of value ETFs? I mean, that, uh, that just comes back to that now investors are smart enough to understand the difference between the different, the different value ETFs. You can say, hey, we wait by price to book, um, or we wait by enterprise multiples, or, or, or we wait by price to sales, whatever you may wait by. Um, don't wait by price to sales, but you get my gist. Um, uh, yeah, you, you just give people the facts. Just give people the facts and stop stop hiding behind, you know, because that's that's my point. There, there was a reason for the smart beta term originally, even though it was a marketing term. Yep. Now it's like a hazy, opaque word that, that it seems people hide behind to, to intentionally make their, their, uh, their products more opaque, a little more you know, mystery as, as to what this black box goes back to that black box fund manager, which we, you know, I, I think the industry is shifting away from driven by the ETF industry. And, and we want to keep that going. Let's keep getting away, push towards more transparency, less opaqueness, anything that pushes towards more opaqueness, like, yeah. we don't want to And do so, that. you know, one definition, smart beta is probably not adequate. Yeah. 
for all firms. Because so, nobody can agree on Yeah. Yeah. Nobody. So, I like it. So, and that concludes our uh, first weekly summary. And uh, thanks for tuning in. The views expressed in this recording are the personal views of the participants as of the date indicated and do not necessarily reflect the views of Alpha Architect itself. Nothing contained in this recording constitutes investment, legal, tax, or other advice and should not be viewed as a current or past recommendation or a solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any securities or to adopt any investment strategy. The information in this recording is based on current market conditions which will fluctuate and may be superseded by subsequent market events or for other reasons. Alpha Architect does not resume any duty to update forward-looking statements. The information in this recording has been developed internally and or obtained from sources believed to be reliable. However, no representation or warranty, expressed or implied, is made or given by or on behalf of Alpha Architect as to the accuracy and completeness or fairness of the information contained in this recording. Any liability as a result of this recording, including direct, indirect, special, or consequential loss or damage is expressly disclaimed. Copyright 2018, Alpha Architect LLC, all rights reserved.